Take It Easy Sports Show is the greatest, 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 greatest sports show, sports show, sports show, sports show, on podcasting. Presented by All.net. We were both young when I first saw you. I closed my eyes and the flashback starts and standing there. On the bed meets summer air. It's not really going to go well with our uh... See the party, the ball gowns. See you make your way through the crowd and say hello. Little did I know. Have you tweeted it out? Yeah, we know we've been live. You've just been serenading everyone that's listening, so it's perfect. That you were Romeo, you were throwing pebbles, and my daddy said, stay away from Juliet. And I was begging on... Dang it, I forgot the words. I got self-conscious. Because yeah. then we're going to have to have Taylor Swift as our intro music? Maybe. Um. Jeff, I don't know what that was. We, that wasn't planned. I don't know what he was thinking when he did that. Um, but nonetheless, hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Take Easy Sports Show. Uh, we're on episode 71, Eric. Man, we're almost at 100. I kind of feel old. We've been doing this for a while I, now. Jeff, I agree with you. Um, but also at the same time, if this is your first time listening, then don't be surprised um, if there's other hijinks. That's true. Um Jeff, how's AJ doing, by the way? Hopefully he's doing well. Um, All right. So, yes, welcome back to another episode. Uh, For those of you that are very confused, if you're listening to the podcast form, you honestly, it's one of those you had to be there moments uh, for the live portion of this this show that we have. Uh, But, yes, um, we're back for another episode. Eric, I have on my TV kind of in front of me because I kind of switched my my situation around here. And now I have the TV like in front of me. So... That means whenever you go on your tangents or you start singing like we just did, I get to watch TV. Uh, but the Suns currently hold a two-point lead coming out of the halftime break against the Golden State Warriors. Kind of a uh, a battle for the top team, basically, in the NBA right now. Definitely. Unfortunately, though, Devin Booker hurt his hamstring. He will not yeah. return to this game. Um, and right away, I kind of draw the comparison to the Cardinals because the Suns were super hot going in. The Cardinals were really hot before Kyler Murray got injured. And now all of a sudden, Murray's out. Well, he's coming back. But at the time, three weeks ago, Murray was out. And then DeAndre Hopkins was out. Now we're talking about Devin Booker could miss some time. Now the difference is people are going to say, oh, well, Murray and Hopkins were only gone like three games. The NBA plays like 15 games in a three-week span. Not really. That's an exaggeration. But you get the point. So it's kind of weird how two teams here in Arizona – are having very successful seasons, and now all of a sudden they might be without their uh, their stars. So yeah, we'll see how they can rally. Um, fingers crossed. Kyler, hopefully, Kyler not for Murray's too long. been out a while. I mean, they got some wins with Colt McCoy. Yeah, um, who I think Colt McCoy will be a backup in the NFL until he's like fifty five years old. There will always be a team that needs Colt <laughs> McCoy to be their backup. Well, especially now after he's proven himself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but on the topic of basketball, Eric, the high school basketball season here in Arizona is officially in full swing. Yeah. Um, I know you were out at a game tonight. That's why we kind of started a little bit late. I was out at a game last night. I saw Saguaro beat Mingus Union. Uh, what did you see out there tonight with basis Flagstaff and, uh, and North Point? So it was um, a bit of a it was a sloppy game to start. Mm-hmm. Basis came out really good defensively, um, just kind of disrupted things. Neither team scored much early um it ended up i think it was 11 to 4 or something at the end of the first quarter they kind of settled into it more but basis flagstaff ended up winning i'm gonna see um more of the big schools flagstaff coconino um coming up soon but you know it was a city rivalry so i had to um had to go out there today and and see that one so basis flagstaff they're 1a so uh i don't know what the talent is like in 1a overall but they're 2-0 and and uh, have gotten two solid wins so far. I realized I said North Point. I meant Northland Prep. So yeah. My bad. Uh, yeah, it's NP, so MP, yeah. I get it. Yeah, but Northland Prep is – yeah, Northland Prep Academy. So they're both NPA. Yeah. 
Exactly. Okay, so I don't feel as bad then. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I saw Saguaro last night, and this is a program that has taken really a, a giant step forward with Lucas mm-hmm. Ramirez. Um, he's doing a phenomenal job over there. I know they were struggling a bit tonight against Arcadia. Um, and by tonight, I mean Tuesday night, of course. Um, but they took it to Mingus Union. They started out a little bit slow, but then they went on some very significant runs. And I think Jay Crowder just got hurt. That's not good. Oh, he got hit in the face. He's okay. Um, his face is like a magnet for getting hit. Um, yeah. Happened a lot in the playoffs last year. Um, but no, I mean, this Saguaro team, especially when they get some of these players that are currently still playing football, which we'll get into those games later on, this is going to be a dangerous team in 4A. Now, with that being said, though, Paradise Honors and St. Mary's are the clear favorites. It's hard not to choose them. It would be an to upset be if either of them are not in the in the uh, 4A final this year. Exactly. And going off of that, 5A, it's got to be who? Like Ironwood? Um, I think Centennial has Centennial proven himself as a favorite. Um, Gilbert. Gilbert's Gilbert a good one. Never be taken out. Centennial was in yeah. the in the five A championship last year. Um, lost to a quality Ironwood Ridge team that was all seniors. Um, mm-hmm. But Centennial was pretty young. They played a lot of juniors and sophomores with just one or two seniors, and so they should be a team that's up there. Nico Pentaluti at uh, at Gilbert is a stud um, yeah. for at the high school level, and uh, yeah, those. It would be those would be my two picks to kind of make it out of there. I think Sunrise Mountain's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Ironwood, as you said, um, Ringo Aguek is a really solid player. But yeah, so you know nothing too new in terms of five A. Um, yeah, solid teams. There's not going to be any anyone sneaking up on us. I don't think. And Saliga is already correcting you. They lost to Catalina Foothills, not Ironwood that, Ridge. That's. I picked a uh, um, a uh, Tucson school and just kind of stuck with it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Catalina. Looking, looking at 6A, though, it might be a little bit more wide open. Um, yeah. Perry, Perry might be the favorite right now because of the talent that that team has. Um, but you can't overlook Mountain Point, who has been in the championship game now the last two years in a row. You can't overlook Sunny Slope, who, is, who was the champion last year and has been a, basically a contender since – Oakland Fort and uh, and Elijah Saunders basically stepped foot on campus there. Yeah. Um, you can't overlook Hamilton, who basically returns everyone from last year's semifinal mm-hmm. team, quarterfinal, semifinal team. Um, and they added some pieces to that puzzle as well. And then you have a Desert Vista team that kind of has a chip on its shoulder because a lot of their star players took off for prep schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but that team, like I said, is playing with a chip on his shoulder. Hayden Engel is a very good dominating presence down uh, down inside. And, you know, um, Dalen Martin, I was going to say Day-Day, but no one really knows him by Day-Day. Uh, Dalen Martin's a very good point guard as well for them. And then you have Highland, who might be one of the surprise teams this year. But, you know, Coach Fazio over there has got a great squad. So the 6A is a little bit more wide open um obviously again brophy is another one i have to i have to mention brophy um but they're there every year exactly um and then even liberty had some success last year too so yeah and um, liberty's been good again this season they've got yeah. uh they've got some young guys that are starting to step up exactly so 6a a little bit more wide open maybe than the other conferences especially especially than 4a um but i mean you know It'll be fun. It'll be definitely a fun season. On the girls' side of things, you have the usual suspects: uh, Valley Vista, Hamilton. Um, I mean, those were those were the, that was the championship last year. Perry's always good. Um, man, it's uh, Seton Catholic in four A. Obviously, always good with Karen Self. Yeah. Mesquite's always good in four A. Um, so, gonna be a it's gonna be a good season of basketball. For sure. And then you, obviously you have soccer, wrestling, all that stuff that we're going to get into uh, once football season is uh, is all said and done. Speaking of football, though, Eric, the quarterfinals took place last week. We are now officially in the semifinals. So very quickly, 4A, we're going to come back to 2A and 3A um, because we're going to have Jacob Saliga joining us. And he's going to help us talk about 2A, 3A because I think... 
See, actually, I don't know if he was there for 2A. I was at ASU U of A for the 2A game, so I wasn't able to be there. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about those games. Um, in the 4A quarterfinals, Post and Butte, the number one seed, knocked off Prescott. That was 49-7. Glendale, the number four seed, took down Canyon Del Oro, 38-27. Mesquite, the three seed, took down Lee Williams, 27-13. And Casa Grande, the number two seed, beat St. Mary's in a very close one, 31-29. That one had some, uh, maybe a, uh, a blown call there, but uh, it is what it is. So the matchups are one, two, three, and four. So number one, Post and Butte hosting number four, Glendale, and number two, Casa Grande hosting number three, Mesquite. I'm excited for these matchups. Yeah, I think Post and Butte showed a lot. Um, people were kind of confused. Not confused is the wrong word, but um, kind of surprised with them beating Northwest Christian, the 16 seed, by just two mm-hmm. points, 39-37 in week one. But they showed a lot by uh, – you know, getting through that and then beating number eight Prescott uh, 49 to seven. That's I mean, that was the biggest win of the quarterfinals in terms of score margin. They showed yeah. a lot. Um, and, you know, Casa Grande, I think, is going to be in a similar mindset there. Like they snuck by um, a, mm-hmm. a team that they should have probably beaten by a couple touchdowns. Uh, and now they have to go against a really quality Mesquite team. I think that's going to be a really awesome matchup. It's going to be fun because Mesquite has really thrived as kind of the overlooked team this year. Yeah. Especially when you look back at what happened week one of the season against Cactus. Um, but there's a reason for that now, obviously, yeah. 11 weeks later, 12 weeks later, whatever it is. Um, so, no, that that Mesquite Cassegrain, if that was in the Valley, that I, it'd be tough for me not to go to that one. Yeah, but agreed. there's there's a couple games and, and we'll get into where I'm going. And obviously you're just going to watch from your couch or go to a basketball game or something. But um, yeah, <laughs> but there, you know, that Mesquite Casa Grand game, I think, is probably the game of the weekend for it. Um, not take anything away from Post and Butte Glendale. That's going to be a fantastic matchup as well. But I I kind of believe and this is just my opinion that the winner of the Casa Grande Mesquite game is probably going to come out on top in the 4A conference. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just me personally, my beliefs. Um, so, I mean, it's just so hard to go against Scott Hare. I mean, he is such a good coach. Yeah, he's, I, he's, I, you know, I feel you so. there. I think that, um, I mean, it's going to be two high-powered teams. Yeah, And obviously the other, the other matchup between Post and Butte and Glendale is going to be awesome too, but yeah. um, I'm with you in terms of like just a, in terms of fireworks and excitement. That's a that's a great game. That's as good, good as any in the other yeah. conferences. Exactly. Five uh, A quarterfinal scores from last Friday: Number one Horizon beat number nine Cienega forty five twenty one. Number four Desert Mountain beat number five Sunrise Mountain seventeen to eight. That was the Wolves knocking off the defending champion. Um, number three, Desert Edge knocking off number six, Desert View, and that was 31 to 13. And then South Point Catholic, the two seed beat number seven, Notre Dame. Looked like a close one, 45-42. So that, that looked like a really good matchup between those two programs. That sets up, uh, once again, the one, two, three, four across the board. Number one, Horizon hosting number four, Desert Mountain, the Battle of Scottsdale. And then and number two, South Point Catholic hosting number three, Desert Edge. That one's going to be insane. The two three, the two three. Yeah, I think there's a chance that Adrian Lara and Trayson Borgay combined for like 600 passing yards in that game or something like that. That one's gonna yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's gonna be an offensive shootout. Um, we said so that too. before, but we'll see. Um, yeah, you know, games that we've thought are gonna be like that haven't been as much. So true. Um, a good point you know um, we'll see. i think that i think though that both of those teams strengths are in their offenses so yeah um, we that's going to be an awesome one although the the scottsdale area one between horizon and desert mountain is going to be great too mm-hmm. that one that's another one that i was very very close to going to um it's going to be a phenomenal game what Conrad Hamilton and his staff have done over there at Desert Mountain has been incredible yeah. this season. 
They um, took them from a team that was nowhere near playoff contention, basically just a, a doormat couple years ago. Yeah, a doormat, they, they, and now they're yeah. now they're there in the semifinals. Yeah, they took the doormat and made them the Christmas wreath. Is what yeah. they did. Um, right now though, Horizon's a Christmas tree. Yeah, but they can they can switch places. See what I did there? I I'm do. Getting, I'm getting the spirit. I might get a little Christmas tree right behind me, like somewhere around here. Um, probably not, but we'll you can see. if you want. We'll see. Um, Get in the holiday spirit. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so Jacob is going to be joining us soon, but he just joined the chat or joined like our like private studio room or whatever. He's. I hope he keeps it on. Um, so anyway, that Horizon Desert Mountain game, Eric, I have to ask you, is this the game that Horizon falls? I'd be surprised. Okay. I think they've been great this season. Mm-hmm. And their two games um, prior, they haven't really been that close. 49-0 over Cactus Shadows and 45-21 over Sienica. I think they've been rolling so far. It's going to be yeah. closer, but I I see Horizon winning this one. Okay. I actually agree with you. I truly have no idea who's going to win this South Point Catholic Desert Edge game. No idea. I have no idea. Because I think to me it kind of depends which which Desert Edge team are we going to get. Yeah. Are we going to get the one we've seen in the playoffs recently? Are we going to get the one that, you know, not to really sugarcoat anything, got blown out by Cactus? Yeah. Now, Cactus is different, but still. I think that it might come to who can force turnovers in that one. Because both teams are going to score. So it's who makes the big play here and there. Okay. I like that. Uh, Let's move on to 6A. So quarterfinal scores, number one, Highland took down number nine, Castile, 24 to seven. Uh, Red Mountain, the four seed, edged out Brophy, the five seed, 14 to 13. That looked like a great game. Williamsfield, number three, uh, they took it to Mountain Ridge, number 11, 52 to 17. Um, I know that one hurts Jacob a little bit. And then Chaparral, uh, a shootout basically with Pinnacle, the 10 seed. Chaparral, the number two seed, 41, 36 in favor of the Firebirds. So... Oh man, Eric, these ones, these matchups, I'm not gonna lie, they give me goosebumps. Yeah. Number four, Red Mountain versus number one Highland, and number two, Chaparral versus number three, Williamsfield. Goosebumps. Yeah. Because these games are going like I know I keep saying it for all these games, but truthfully, ridiculous matchups. Yeah. Agreed. Heavy hitters. Um, so the two three between Chaparral and Williamsfield. I, don't, I think honestly, if you were to give us these uh, the bracket at the beginning, and we had to pick um, four semifinal teams, we probably would have picked these, which is sort of obvious because they're the top yeah. four seeds. Mm-hmm. But you know, Chaparral, if you remember on this um, podcast a week ago, I was really confident they were going to win this game. They had beaten yeah. Pinnacle forty-two to zero um, a few weeks earlier, and you were you weren't so sure. Um, you thought Chaparral would win, but it'd be closer. And you were you were right on that one. Mm. It ended up being a five point game with some of the guys that Chaparral had back. But I think that that showed a lot um, being yeah. that pinnacle team that has some familiarity with them. And Williamsfield Chaparral could also be a shootout. Um, yeah, great offensive weapons, great great players all over the field. Whereas I think Red Mountain Highland might end up being kind of a a, a physical battle. Um, kind of in that, what do you think of like a 2017 range game um, where they just hit the crap out of each other? It's very possible, but at the same time, Highland's 24, what did they, it was 24 to seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Highland's 24 points came in the first half. So they just didn't score second half. I don't know if it was one of the situations where they felt the game was in control, so they pulled everyone. I mean, that's really early to pull someone in a playoff game. Yeah, I, I doubt that's it. But this Highland team can put up points. Yeah. Now, the one thing I do worry about, eh, I shouldn't say worry. Gage Daly can take some punishment. But if Parker McClure gets his hands on Gage Daly, it could yeah. be bad. That's what um, I'm saying is both of these teams have heavy hitters. Yeah, and I think, I think it'll be a really, really physical matchup. Like yeah. I said, I, I would not be surprised if it's, in the in the low twenties, early teens, yeah. or late teens, in terms of uh, in terms yeah. of the score. Now, I will say, 
I do have Highland winning that game. I, I think so believe, too. I believe Highland wins the game. Um, as far as Williamsfield Chaparral goes, I'm attending that game, so I will not be picking. And truthfully, I could see it going either way. Um, but I will say, if it does turn out to be Williamsfield Highland in the championship game, I'm going to gloat a little bit because back in August, I predicted that cha- that matchup in the 6A. So I'm going to gloat a little bit. But as far as a winner goes, honestly, I don't care. I just want to see a great game. I know that's what I'm going to see. That's why I'm going there on yeah. Friday. So, and let me see. Chili texted me. Oh, uh, Chili said he thinks that Castile's defense scored against Highland. Fair uh, enough. That isn't. We we were talking about something a little bit different, but thanks, Chili. Uh, <laughs> it means. Him. I mean, it means that Highland's yeah. defense played incredibly well. Well, and that yeah, that's what I mean. Point. Yeah, I think the point we were wondering though is what did Highland do in the second half that their offense wasn't able to put up any points or yeah. it didn't? I don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's the six A matchups. Uh, we're going to talk open in one second, but first we're going to go back to 2A and 3A because those championships games were actually played. That's where I'm going to go ahead and bring on our guy, Mr. Jacob Saliga in the cowboy hat. Wow. Um, Look at you. Jacob, first things first, how you doing, man? Uh, Doing pretty good. Uh, I see the yeah. Suns are winning right now, so, you know, I'm doing really good. Yeah. 72-69. With that hat, you look like left. a Spurs fan. That's true. You do. Yeah, it. Yeah, I. You know what? I understand. You know what? I understand. Where'd you get it? Where'd you get that hat? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't tell the story about this hat. I is can't it, okay. do that. Is it not? So is it not PG? For, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, Jacob has a cowboy hat on. Um, yeah, it's very straw like. It's yep. got. It's is not even. No, it's it's a straw. It's hat. straw. It's it's, it's definitely not even. Hat. He looks. Def- uh, it was it was definitely on his floor before he picked it up, and he definitely stepped on it and said, "Oh, I could wear the hat on the podcast." No, I had it oh, on. Okay. A, I had it on the table over here. It's uneven again. Can't can't explain too much about it. Well, we'll just I think a cowboy hat that's too even doesn't quite um, give off the same vibe. I think it needs to be at least a little uneven. No. Like if a cowboy if a cowboy's wearing a hat that's completely even, you don't think he's been in it up to any cowboy adventures. You know, when you put it like that, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones's hat was a little bit off. Why? Because he had to like escape giant monsters and rocks rolling at him. All right. So before before we go too far down that rabbit hole, I think we're past. Um, we are the two A championship game. Jacob, were you actually there for that one? I can't remember if you made it to that one or not. No, I was. Okay. Uh, I was still at home for that one. Gotcha. So uh, Arizona Lutheran, the two seed, who knocked off number one Parker, who was basically the top team all season long. Uh, Arizona Lutheran did take down number four Morenci, twenty eight to fourteen. So. Uh, congratulations to Arizona Lutheran, a fantastic season. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, it, it's just hard because I wasn't at the game, so I don't really know what to talk about exactly. Um, like I said, I was at the Territorial Cup with Chile. Uh, obviously, ASU won that one. Um, but the game that I know we're going to be able to talk about a little bit, so I'm going to let you lead this one, Jacob, because I only got there basically in the fourth quarter because ASU went long. Um, so the 3A championship game between snowflake and yuma catholic 10 to 3 in favor of the lobos repeating as champions what happened in that game jacob you know this game was a defensive battle from the moment both teams took the field uh right away yuma yuma catholic forced the snowflake stop on the first drive of the game and uh yuma catholic came out kicked a field goal to make it three nothing and both teams just stepped up. There was three combined missed field goals in the first half, but they were all blocked. So these were teams who were not trying to give up any single points to either side. You saw a lot of punting. You know, you it, it's, it's hard to describe this game because 
after you saw Snowflake put up, what was it, 34 or 41 points in the second half against Valley Christian. 41, yeah. And you saw Yuma Catholic put up 31 against a great ALA Gilbert North team. No. A lot of people may not necessarily have been us or, you know, anybody on Arizona Varsity, but a lot of people I expected this to kind of be, you know, a 24 to 27 kind of game. And I got to say for Yuma Catholic, Mario Martinez, uh, their two-way guy, he was doing everything he could. Coming out in the second half, Snowflake, I do, I want to say Snowflake kind of just ran it down Yuma Catholic's throat right away in the second half, which is sort of what they did to Valley Christian. It's kind of like that Snowflake's game plan, kind of keep team, keep their opponent in the game, slowly wear them down, then use their offensive line to just bully the uh, opposing team's defensive line. And that's what Snowflake did. But the reason why I bring up Mario Martinez is because Rhett Wenger, the running back for the Lobos, broke a 50-yard run. And Mario Martinez chased them down DK Metcalf style and forced a fumble into the end zone that uh, the Shamrocks recovered, which kept the game at 3-0 at that time in favor of Yuma Catholic. And Yuma Catholic just could not move the ball down the field. The main reason why they scored to begin with is because of the great field position that Snowflake uh, had given the uh, Shamrocks at that time. Um, Rhett Wenger, once again, though, he um, he did his thing uh, late in the third quarter. It was right before you got there. It was something to the tune of four or five just straight runs down the middle for the Lobos. And eventually he scored what would be the game-winning score because, you know, seven out numbers three. You got there, what was it, early in the fourth quarter? I don't know why Eric just went away. Yeah, it, it logged me off for a second. I'm back now. Oh, that's weird. Okay, hang on. I got to rearrange. There we go. We'll get back to our back to our spots. Uh, I got there like right towards the end of the third quarter. So okay, so you got there right at right <laughs> after uh, Snowflake made it about seven to three. Uh, yes, because I did see them make it ten three. Yeah. You know, fourth quarter, I mean, Snowflake, the defending champions, they returned a lot of the guys from last year. You know, they they know what it's like to be in that championship game and know what mistakes to not make and know how to move the ball down the field. When Yuma Catholic, obviously, was doing everything they could to stop the ball. So when Caden Cantrell, you saw that, you saw that pass to Noah Baum with about two minutes left where he went up and got it, and he mm -hmm. went down hard. It was third down. The had, crowd pop. The crowd pop. Had Loved he it. not gotten that ball to Noah Baum, Yuma Catholic would have gotten the ball with two additional timeouts and about, was it, about 40 extra seconds of game time. It would have made a world of difference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Shout out to Snowflake's quarterback, Caden Cantrell, for getting that pass off. And, you know, I don't want to say essentially putting the game on ice, but giving Snowflake the ability to let Yuma Catholic burn its timeouts and drain more time off the clock to get in the field goal range. Yeah, that was a huge game. Um, it was a fantastic game to be at, too. It was a great one. I think what, hap what happened towards the end, though, actually at the very end, right after snowflake got the trophy was m maybe my favorite part of the game um so if you guys remember last week i put on here that i wanted a team to basically just bring jacob coleslaw it's a running joke that he's got with chili i decided to jump in and kind of be a wingman for chili snowflake delivered snowflake delivered about as good as you can get because they won the title and then they presented it in a way that I think I just have to show you. Let me, let me, let me go ahead, uh, do this. Let me go ahead and do that. While you're pulling this up, Zach, I just have to say that I really appreciate, um, Snowflake is obviously not a Valley school. They're far away. It's a far drive for me in Flagstaff, yep. but 
Um, and even though we are primarily a Valley show, that's who we talk about most. Uh, I talk some Flagstaff stuff. They have shown us a lot of support uh, in the yes. Snowflake football program. So shout out to them. Um, obviously a great team. They've won the last two state championships in 3A. They support a lot of what we do, get a lot of interaction from them on Twitter. And this video that yeah. I assume you're about to pull up. Yep. About to pull it up right now. All right. Can you guys all see that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Is he proposing? All right. He brings the coleslaw to him. Now, I don't know how this audio is going to work. We're going to give it a shot, though. Can you guys hear the audio? Yeah. I can. So for those that don't know what just happened, um, Chili was trying to get Jacob to take a bite. Did I open it? Oh, this is my favorite part. Look at it. Look at his face. Look at the face. Look at the face. Look at the face. Ah. <laughs> so for those who couldn't see it, the snowflake player um, went down on one knee. Yep. Gave Jacob some coleslaw. Yep. Jacob was completely dumbfounded that someone actually did it. Yep. And there was Chili just egging the whole situation on, clapping at him. Um, Come on, Mama And, and, and here's, on, here's, Mama here's the best part. Here's the best part is Chili goes, you got to take a bite. And Jacob goes, well, I don't have a fork. And then the Snowflake players go, we don't use forks. What does that and even so, mean? They don't use they forks? Exactly what it sounds like. They don't use yeah, forks. Yeah, but like. Who does is that like a pride thing or is that just like they were trying to get him to eat it? I think both. I think both. This is you taking things way too literally again. We don't use forks. Is that and, like something anyway? They tried stuff? to get Jacob to take forks. They tried to get Jacob to, to take a bite. We don't use napkins law. either. <laughs> Jacob wouldn't do the bite. He wouldn't take it. He told them, go take your pictures. Maybe I'll do it. And then he escaped out the back of the field. Did you not eat any, Jacob? I oh. absolutely despise. See, see this, Mama Hawk is, I appreciate you. You know? Yeah, see, you can that. eat a chicken strip without a fork. Coleslaws are really, really difficult food to eat without utensils. Jacob, I have a question for you. Yes. If, if Mama Hawkins brings you chicken strips, will you dip it in coleslaw and then eat it that way? Heck no. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. I absolutely despise coleslaw. It smells horrible. Tastes Stop horrible. lying. When you when it you go to Canes, horrible. when you go to Canes, your order is the box combo, no toast, extra slaw. Box? Stop lying. You still didn't answer box? the question. Did you Caniac combo? Slaw? Sorry. No, he no, didn't I eat the coleslaw. Any of that coleslaw. So they just bought it, it for you and you threw it away. Yeah, it's that's some up. disrespect. Yeah. So nonetheless, um, moral of the story is what did you uh, do with it? He left it in his car while we went and ate borrows. You left it in your car. Really does your gross. car smell like coleslaw? It does not smell bad. It does not smell like coleslaw. Okay. It did not end up smelling like coleslaw. All right. So, um, moral of the story: Snowflake, you guys are the best. Congratulations on the great season. They also hooked it up with some shirts for us, which is awesome. Um, Jacob didn't get his. Jacob got coleslaw instead of a shirt, so he wins in that in that aspect. Um, I don't win. But so Snowflake hooked it up. Snowflake earned the reward which will be basically chili and i either we're gonna try to go up there or we might just send a gift card to a local pizza place in town to get them basically the team pizza um so we'll, we'll figure that out we saw that we're in talks with them we'll, we'll figure that out um but what happened this past saturday with the coleslaw officially it it, it turned the page for jacob with with team azv uh no longer is he Jacob Saliga, the Team AZV intern, or Team AZV intern Jacob Saliga. From now on, going forward, he shall be known as Coleslaw King Jacob Saliga. You're, you're, you're. So, can I get a cowboy? Can I get a, can I get a victory speech? Go ahead. Yeah, you've got you 20 you, seconds. You have the floor. You have literally 20 seconds. You know, I like, I like to thank the academy at this time. Um, just, you know. Thank you to the to the whole squad for uh, letting this happen. Um, I'll be at Shap Williams Field and Liberty Chandler this weekend, so you know, 
hopefully I get some chicken strips or some wings out of this instead of coleslaw. You know, gotta change that title, but thank you. And you're done. All right, cool. He is done. Uh, yeah, no, you can you can definitely get some chicken strips, but I, you have to eat it with coleslaw. So thanks, Snowflake. You know what, Jacob? As you don't condone wasting food. Hey, Jacob, as your boss, I need you to eat some coleslaw. All right. The coleslaw cowboy. Yeah. That's the only time I'm ever going to use that. Use that. Yeah. Anyway. There's right. not enough money in the world to make me eat a bite of coleslaw. Oh, you'd be surprised, my friend. Four dollars. Uh, actually, I actually did offer him twenty dollars while walking out of Barrows to say uh, coleslaw king out, but he didn't take it. Dang. Although, was, oh, not only that, but at Barrows, he had like three different people from Snowflake come up to him and say, "Hey, how was the coleslaw?" <laughs> you know, if I ever how did this start? By the way, let's get a definitive answer. How did this start? Why did Chili start? Singing? All right, Jacob, you have thirty seconds. How did it start? Because we got to get to the open. All right, so it was just a, it was just one of the Friday night shows, and he asked like Jacob, "Where'd you go eat after uh after game?" I'm like, "I got canes," you know. He's like, "Oh yeah, you definitely look like you get double slaw, no toast." I'm like, "You are," and I'm like, "Golly." And, what's your what's your true order at Canes? All right, big boy time, big boy time. All right, gotta go Caniac combo, no slaw, extra toast. Then on the side, gotta get three fingers and two extra cane sauce. So you get eat the- nine, you eat nine chicken strips and two sauces along with fries, or sorry, two toasts and fries. Yes, it is. This is how I it's make impressive. it. Through. That's impressive. Nope. I'm not see, lie. chili. See, chili doesn't believe me about my in and out order either. I'd be killing two three by threes and some fries, and he'd be like, "There's no way." That's impressive. I can't even eat that. I'm struggling to finish a protein shake. Which, by the way, Eric, don't even think about it, uh, Jacob. Uh, it's not thick. Okay. Remember, we had that argument. You were really you pressed. About? You were really pressed like three weeks ago when you were like. Is it like, like, does it like, is it like thick? Does it, is it like chunky? I don't know. What happened was I asked a simple question and you made it weird. All you needed <laughs> See, to do what is it happened one, was you needed to give me a one word answer and you're like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know. How do I answer that question? How do I answer? And I'm just like, how about you tell me the answer and stop making it weird? All right. The only person who felt weird was you. I was frustrated. All right. Open division. Um, How do I say? All right. Open division. Uh, Number one, Hamilton took down number eight, ALA Queen Creek, and that was 38 to 14. Uh, number five, Saguaro took down number four, Cactus, forty-two to twenty-one. Number six, Liberty. I know, uh, I know, Jacob's gonna love this one. Uh, beat number three, Basha, thirty-eight to twenty. And then number two, Chandler, number two, Chandler beat number seven, Queen Creek, forty-eight twenty-eight. Um, first things first. I just have. I think I did this on Friday as well. Uh, Saguaro, I'm sorry, I doubted you. Yeah, me too. I think all of us actually are apologizing right now to Saguaro. Uh, Coach Mons is probably laughing and like gonna like revoke our passes somehow if we try to recover one of his games, um, which by the way I will be doing on Saturday. Um, so with that being said, number one Hamilton versus number five Saguaro rematch of two years ago in the semifinals when uh, Saguaro beat Hamilton, um, and then we have who number six Liberty versus number two Chandler, two teams that have become very familiar with each other. Um, Liberty has been unable to get over the hump, but I have a feeling what Jacob's about to say is going to make a few Chandler people mad. Jacob, who you got in that game? I'm covering the game, so I'm not making a pick on this game. Smart man. I'm covering this game. I, I'll give, I, can I give a little bit of a preview for both sides? Do it. Be my guest. All right, so for Liberty – Coming off a big win against Basha, if I'm not mistaken, it was 38 to 20, the final score. You were at that game, Zach. You saw, if I'm not mistaken, it was 17-20 in favor of Basha at the beginning of the 
at halftime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was 14-20-17. Oh, 14-20, because 14-20. Liberty scored 24 unanswered in the second half, and their defense just absolutely stepped it up. Mm. Uh, Michael Gardner had five sacks in that game. Anthony Reese had, if I'm not mistaken, two and a half. He had two and a half, three, yeah. And Jack Stam, when I tell you Andrew and a couple of people who I knew who were at that game who aren't affiliated with either program, Andrew, a couple of those people all texted me at the same time. You tweeted about it. Uh, Somebody else tweeted about it. It was uh, when Jack Stam laid the wood on Cole Martin on that kick return. And, you know, I think Basha, they're a great team. I think next year, going out and live here, next year is their year. They will be the team next year. But on the night, Liberty's experience really stepped it up. And Liberty gets their shot at Chandler, who is coming off a 48-28 to win against Queen Creek. Queen Creek was up at halftime in that game. But in the second half, uh, let's see, what was it? 21-14, they scored 34 unanswered, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere, or was they yeah, outscored? Yeah, because they had 14. Yeah, so 34 unanswered. It, before, or, well, 34. Wait. No, it's probably 34-7. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I think Queen yeah. Creek got one last one in. So, yeah, second half, Chandler absolutely stepped it up, and, yeah, Keon Graves, if I'm not mistaken, had two touchdowns in that game, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. And the Ohio State commit, who, if you follow him on Twitter, you see Coach Ryan Day and Coach Harline and all of them made a visit at home for him. You know, Buckeye commit. I know Andrew was very happy to see that. Yeah, it was a it was a good thing for Andrew to see that because what he saw, you know, a couple of days before that wasn't so great. <laughs> Go blue. So you know. Hey, you're a Notre Dame fan. You can never say that phrase. I'm from Michigan. Dan, that's that's. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So I'm a Notre Dame fan, and then I'm a Michigan fan when they play Ohio State. Hey, yeah. Notre Dame most likely might, will be in the Fiesta Bowl. Just saying. You know where I will be. You know where I'll be. Watching so. Iowa. <laughs> anyway, um, can I can I just kick you out? Like I can. I have the ability. But then it wouldn't be the take it easy show. It'd be like take it. It'd be take it Jay Z. <laughs> you did not just do. I'm so tempted right now. Anyway. Um, Liberty is also a team that I have to apologize to because I chose against you. And it's really funny, actually, because Basha came out fired up, right? Out of the locker room, I mean. Uh, onto the field, pregame. Came out fired up, did some flips. Looked good. Green and gold. Fantastic combo. But when I say, lib- look, Chili and I looked at each other. We didn't have to say anything. Chili and I, I swear, the second we saw Liberty come out of the field... We looked at each other. We're like, "Uh oh," because Liberty one acted like they had been there before because they had. Two, they just looked ready to go, and three, they smelled blood in the water, and that was I look right then and there. I was like, "This might be a long night," and I didn't I didn't know at that time that Liberty was going to win, but I kind of figured it wouldn't be as easy for that Basha offense to put points on the board. And sure enough, it was not at all. Uh, congratulations to Liberty. Um, Mama, Hop- uh, Mama Hawkins, I know you're very happy about that. So uh, congratulations to you. You get to watch your team for at least one more week, maybe two. We'll see what happens. Um, but those open games are going to be crazy. Um, I'm going to be at Hamilton tomorrow. I'm not going to make a prediction on that one. Eric, you're not going to be at either one. Who will be in the championship game. Chandler Hamilton. Okay. Unless it's not, but I think it will be. <laughs> Whoever scores the most points is going to win the game. So, no, I think I think we'll get a rematch. 
Okay. But okay. I would not be surprised if Liberty keeps it close again. Okay. Jacob, what game? You're you're not going to bid Hamilton Sawara. Yeah. So who wins? You know, Coach Mons is going to hate me. I'm sorry. I got to go with Hamilton. Got to go okay. with Hamilton. I, I just saw the Saguaro team this past week. Don't get me wrong. Very talented team. But I just think the size of Hamilton is going to give Saguaro problems. So give me the Huskies in that one. Okay. Blowout or, or a close game? Let's say let's set the line at a blowout of three touchdowns. Three I think scores. it'll I, I think it'll be within fourteen at least. Within fourteen? I think okay. it'll be within fourteen. I think if if Coach Moms comes out with Devin Dampier again mm-hmm. and who gives the Saguaro offense an extra ability with his uh mobile play, I think that Saguaro can keep it close. But you know, obviously, if things go awry, you know he does have Rich Dutch a call, yep. ready and willing to jump on in. So yeah. that's what makes them dangerous. That two QB system. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing um, on audibles this week, actually. Um, all right, so I'm not going to be at Chandler Liberty, so I will go ahead and make that prediction. I'm going to go more in depth. This one goes to overtime again. This one goes to overtime again. But I do think Chandler Hamilton will be the open division championship game. Uh, Mama Hawkins, I'm very sorry. But that Chandler defensive line, I think, will corral Liberty's run game a little bit better than Basha. Um, I don't know exactly how the game is, like how Chandler will come out on top in, in overtime. Maybe it'll be you know, another two-point conversion stop. Maybe it will be uh, Chandler making the two-point conversion. Um, If it's the latter, I would not be surprised because they have a little trick up their sleeve that I wrote a story about. So if you want to go read what that it's about, go ahead and do it. Um, But I I, I just, man. It's not a very big surprise if you wrote a story about it. Well, obviously. But I just, for some reason, like Chandler's defense, I just think is is just too talented. Yeah, I really do. And like Liberty is fantastic. Um, man, it's just a tough draw. It's a very tough draw. You're going to Chandler. It's tough. And Liberty almost did it last year, which is why, honestly, if Liberty does it this year, I can't be too surprised. But I just think Chandler's going to come out on top. So I will say this about this game. I think for Liberty to have a shot at this game, you know, I think there's a key eight-minute stretch in this game where they need to dominate Chandler. The last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half. Yes. Chandler is a second-half team this year. We've seen it multiple times where they have come out and just absolutely put the hurting on another team after – keeping it close or being down even at halftime for Liberty to win this game, especially those first four minutes of the second half. Cause that's what Queen Creek was able to do. They controlled the final four minutes of the first half, mm-hmm. but the first four minutes of the second half, if I'm not mistaken, Chandler had two touchdowns within three, uh, three minutes and yeah. essentially just shell shocked the Bulldogs for Liberty. Liberty is also a second half team this year. If they are able to, let's say, get a score to go up right before halftime, if they can come out right out of halftime and get a stop, I think you're going to see kind of a interesting dilemma here at, on Arizona Avenue because I think just Liberty's defense gets better as the game goes on. You saw it firsthand on Friday. I'm going to take it a step further. For Liberty to win this game – the Lions have to go into the locker room with a 14-point lead. And then, like you said, dominate the first four minutes of the second half. If they're able to do that, I think I think Liberty will win the game. And I, think I don't see that. I just don't see that happening. Look, even when Chandler has not looked its best, the Wolves have kept it close. They were down at halftime two times to Queen Creek on two separate occasions this year. Both times... They won the game. 
And were they we, were they down in the first one? It might have been no. They were down counter. in the first one. They yeah, were down so in the first one. both times they won the game. The second time, everyone says it's hard to beat a team twice. They did it with ease the second time. Another thing to keep an eye on for the Lions is you were at that first game. You saw what Dom Ochoa did in that first half. Yep. Last week, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the highlights I saw were of Navi Bruzon. Yep. I'm Fantastic. Not, Fantastic player. I think Liberty runs a really good two QB system that they know when the right moment is to plug them both in. It's yeah. what they did last year in the first round in the, in the open to knockout centennial. Mm-hmm. You know, for them to beat Chandler, you know, you were when you were at that first game, Liberty, if Chandler doesn't get that Hail Mary at the end of the first half, Liberty got the ball to start the second half, if I'm not mistaken. They would have had their opportunity to go up 14 and actually. But that's what I'm saying. You have to capitalize on opportunities. And Liberty allowing them to get that Hail Mary was the turning point of that game. So so let me ask you this. You've seen both quarterbacks for Liberty now. Mm -hmm. Which quarterback is going to need to get the most PT on – Saturday night for Liberty to pull the upset. I think it depends because if if you put Navi out there and you and you showcase the ability, or not showcase, if you show that he has the ability to still get good chunks of yards against that Chandler front seven, why not roll with what got you there? But at the same time, that's where I think they might struggle is against that front seven. Jacob Holmes, Amari Washington. Isaiah Johnson, I mean, the, uh, Amar Elmore, the, the list goes on and on. Then you bring Devin Dunn from the safety position down. That That's a ridiculous, ridiculous defense. And, I mean, it's not going to be easy to pass on him either. Like, it's not going to be easy at all. But if Chandler's expecting Navi with the run game, that's a perfect opportunity to try to go over the top. Well, um, you also uh... – I'm also going to ask you this question about Chandler. Kenneth Cooper got in and had two touchdowns on uh, this past Friday. Do you think uh, Coach Garrison has some tricks up his sleeve to try and get Kenneth Cooper on the field some more to possibly throw off Liberty, who hasn't seen much of him this season? I'd be willing to bet money that Garrison has a play where Ethan, Kenneth, and Blaine are all on the field at the same exact time. So I don't know what to expect from Garrison. Look, he probably revamped his entire playbook after that Hamilton loss, which is why I'm confident in their ability to make it back to the championship game because that was a reset for them. I mean, you so, saw. I mean, you saw 48 points against Queen Creek. That's tough Queen, to do. How many yeah, teams have done that this season? I think they're the only one to put up that much on them. Then, even yeah. then, how many times this season? This is the first time in a long time where you're asking yourself. How long has it been since Chandler put up X amount of points in a game? I believe Chandler had 49 against Perry, and I don't know if they touched 49 again this season. So 48 might be their second highest scoring. So you got two weeks off after that Hamilton game. You're probably right. Garrison probably went in there, tried to make the offense more explosive, and it looks like it worked. Yeah, but part of that explosiveness, though, is Keon Graves. Oh yeah, Keon is back. And he wasn't healthy, and, and he wasn't healthy. I think until this past week. I mean, fully healthy. We saw. Fully I mean, we saw two touchdowns against a really good Queen Creek, uh, Queen Creek defense. So, yeah. you know, that's that's also another thing that Liberty has to be prepared for because Keon wasn't in that first matchup. So, you yeah. know, wh- whoever draws that matchup. Is going to be very interesting to see. I mean, yeah. do you pull Jack Stam out of the box and you have him floating over the top, possibly to be extra help to cover Keon or you know a lot or somebody else on this Chandler offense? It's going to be very interesting to see how both teams work this out. Well, if you do that, then who's going to cover Karan in open space? Exactly. Who's gonna, that's what. Who's going to cover? Sense. Who's going to cover Junior when he's taking off on his hundred meter sprint? champion state champion 100 meter sprinter down the field on the nine route who's going to cover him if Jax is on the other side of the field covering keon exactly that's what makes it hard because now you're you're going up against a four star who had he not been injured i guarantee you he would have been he would have gotten this fifth star i really feel like that 
So going up against a four-star Ohio State commit. Yeah. You, but you have two explosive players you also have to worry about. Liberty's defense is going to have its hands full. I don't expect this to be a low-scoring game. I expect this to be a shootout, which it's crazy to say with the talent on both these defenses, but I really think that you're going to see something close to that 35-34 matchup that you saw yeah. last season. And I will say, if the big one of the other biggest factors for Liberty, Michael Gardner needs to get to the quarterback. If he can get to the quarterback, that will limit that Chandler offense a lot. It, I mean, in my opinion, if Michael has anything less than four, four and a half sacks, I don't know if Liberty can win this game. I think Liberty He's, needs I to think have. He has to have five. I think Liberty needs to have their defensive line produced to the same rate that Hamilton produced a yep. few weeks back. Because if they get anything short of that, it's too much time. And I think that HIPAA or Cooper, whomever is that quarterback, is yep. going to take advantage of that. You exactly. have to for and we've said it all year long, and it's almost happened in every single game for Chandler. Half the force turnovers, half the force the Wolves to make mistakes. You alone, no matter, it doesn't matter if it's Hamilton, it doesn't matter if it's Liberty, Bash Suarez, it doesn't matter. You alone cannot beat Chandler. Chandler has to also be beating themselves. Chandler exactly. is too disciplined. Exactly. Uh, Jacob, good stuff. I think we're boring Eric because his teams were out of the playoffs like six weeks ago. Um, what was it? It was only like three weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Right, two. Whatever it's been. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jacob, good stuff. Uh, I will if I don't. No, I'm gonna see you on Friday because you're going to Chapel Williamsfield. Yeah, I'll be at Chapel Williamsfield. Right. Cool, Chaparral Williamsfield. If you're listening right now, bring more coleslaw. All right. No, bring uh, chicken. Nope, coleslaw it is. Um, all right, Eric. Let's wrap things up. Best thing yep. you ate in the last week. Go. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's an easy one this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite? We already talked about our favorite dish. How much, how much, what was it? Pie. Pecan pie, right? Yeah. I ate way too much of everything, much less dessert. Is it pecan or is it pecan? It's whatever you want it to be. Tomato, tomato. Okay. What do you say? Pecan. Okay. I'll roll with pecan then. How much? Pecan's how many off easier for me. Yeah, pecan. Yeah, you're right. How many uh, how many slices of pecan pie? Probably not that many in number, but okay. the quality like they were big ones. So got it. Um, you know, one. So, so you weren't you weren't two. like ordering two slices and then getting like like two slivers on the side like Jacob does at yeah. games. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Got it. Okay. I had an unhealthy amount of green bean casserole. Because it's my favorite. I love it. Um, oh, Jacob said in our private chat, people in the South would have a heart attack if you say anything other than pecan. Well, Luckily. Good thing we're in Arizona. Um, it is the South, but no. Yeah, Southwest, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unhealthy amounts of green bean casserole, but I love it. Um Let's see. I didn't really have that much turkey. I'm really not a turkey fan. Like, the skin is fantastic. But, like, I'm not a big fan of anything else that comes with the turkey. Um, I don't like onions. I don't like celery. So, the stuffing's out for me. Um, so, my plate was, like, three pieces of turkey, maybe, like, small pieces. And then, like, like half green bean casserole, like, mashed potatoes and, like, mac and cheese. And yeah. some sweet potatoes. And some, uh, some, uh... Uh, sweet potatoes. Yeah. So. And rolls. You got to go rolls. The rolls are the best part, too. So. What do you yeah. think Jacob's story is on the hat? Why was he so shifty about what the hat could be? You know, I I don't really know. Was he a cowboy um, in his past life? He said it's an interesting story. Um, which, you know, knowing Jacob, that means that we probably wouldn't be that interested in it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, he did say it's not PG. So my guess is 
It's not he, Paul George. It's not Paul George. Um, so he didn't get it out of Suns versus Clippers game. My guess is he went to like Country Thunder and he found it in the dirt and he stole it and he doesn't want to get in trouble for stealing something. Could and be. that's why it's kind of lopsided because like it got like trampled on, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why he doesn't wear it very often. He's probably waiting for the dirt to like get out of there because like if not, they just gonna have dirt in your hair. Is that gonna be our new thing? Are we gonna start wearing hats on the show? Um, the only hat I have is this one, and I use it to work out in, so I don't really want to wear this. Fair enough. I mean, I do wash it, obviously, but, you know. You have a football helmet behind you. Yeah, that's uh, that's retired. That's a retired helmet. Yeah. Which reminds me, if I do want to play this year, then I have to actually get, like, another helmet. So I have to buy, like, like another, like, $400 helmet. So, Oof. yeah, brutal, brutal, right. brutal, brutal. Let's wrap things up. Let's wrap things up. All right. Uh, to everyone that interacted with us in the chat, uh, especially uh, Mama Hawkins, again, please don't be mad at me for not choosing Liberty. Um, but please bring Jacob extra coleslaw if you do bring him chicken strips. Uh, to Jeff, uh, who started off with a bang <laughs> about your singing. Um, and then obviously to Jacob Saliga. He does a fantastic job um, you know, as an intern for AZV, but he's an even better coleslaw king. Um so, you know, thank you for to him for joining us. Thank you to you guys all for watching. Thank you for those of you that are listening to the podcast version. Um, and, you know, we really do appreciate the support that you guys all give us. Like, honestly, we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. Uh, but with that being said, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter. Um, trying to find it. There it is. At Zach Elvira, at Human Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Um, a lot of very good games coming up. The Suns are currently up by 10 with 54.4 seconds left. Uh, so it looks like the Suns are the best team in the NBA right now, record-wise, and probably talent-wise too, and just overall, like how they're playing right now. Um, so with that being said, uh, have fun Friday, Saturday night games. Make sure to tag us all on Twitter if you're out at some of the games so we all know, you know what's going on. Uh, but with that being said, we will talk to you all next week. Love it. Semifinals are the best. That was pretty tame for you. I'm a little surprised. I want Taylor Swift earlier. Sure. That's a good point. All right. Talk to you guys next week.